0: Thank you. Honourable members, before we proceed, I would like to remind you that the virtual mini plenary is deemed to be in the precincts of Parliament and it constitutes a meeting of the National Assembly for debating purposes only. In addition to the rules of virtual sittings, the rules of the National Assembly, including the rules of debate apply. Members enjoy the same powers and privileges that apply in the sitting of the National Assembly. Members should equally note that anything said in the virtual platform is deemed to have been set in the house and may be ruled upon. All members who have logged in shall be considered to be present and are requested to mute their microphones and only unmute when recognized to speak. The mics are very sensitive and it will pick up noise which might disturb the attention of other members. And when requested to speak, unmute your microphone and connect your video. Members may make use of the icons on the bar at the bottom of their screens, which has an option that allows a member to put up his or her hand to raise a point of order. The Secretariat will assist me to identify members requesting to speak. When using the virtual system, members are also urged to refrain or desist from unnecessary points of order or interjections. We shall now proceed to the order. Which is debate on vote number 18 health, appropriation bill. I now recognize the Honorable Minister.
1: You may proceed. Thank you, Honorable House Chairperson. May I proceed? Thank you, Honorable uh, House Chairperson, Honorable members of the the, uh, National Assembly and members of the Portfolio Committee, MECs for health from various provinces, heads of public health entities and statutory councils, deans of faculties of medical sciences, health professionals who have joined us today and distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for the opportunity to table this health budget, vote, and policy statement for 2021 and 22. Our country is emerging from a tumultuous year of 2020, which has seen huge global devastation from COVID-19. In our country, this has resulted in 1.6 million positive cases, uh, and 10.9 million tests have been done, and 54,968 associated lives have been lost though 95% of those affected <clears throat> have recovered. COVID-19 positive cases have started to rise significantly and we may find ourselves in a third wave. Of concern is emergence of the B1351 in our country, variant in our country, and the importation of a B1617.2 variant from India, and the one B the p one one seven from the UK. We all have the responsibility to use non-pharmaceutical interventions to protect ourselves and reduce the risk of infection. Our country is set to begin phase two of vaccination program on the 17th of May, targeting 130 sites to be in the for the public sector to be active uh, by, by the end of the week, focusing on the population aged 60 and, and above. As well as the vulnerable groups using Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer vaccine as vaccination of the remainder of the healthcare workers is being concluded. The private sector will open later on during the same week. Over the medium term, the department's most urgent focus is combating coronavirus through the comprehensive local intervention program for which 9 billion rand has been allocated. We continue to play our strategic role as co-chair of Act Accelerator And COVID-19 champion is African Union of the African Union, following the uh, President uh, His Excellency President Cyril Ramaphosa's outstanding leadership in his capacity as chair of the 2020 in AU. Globally, the lessons from the impact of the COVID-19 has emphasized the necessity of investing in the long-term resilience and sustainability of health systems to enable us to better respond to a future health emergencies and crises. The COVID-19 pandemic has caused significant health seeking uh, deterrence and uh, various uh, various results have pointed to this challenge. The mandate set out out in the performance agreement that I signed with the president uh, for the period of 2019 to 2024 indicate the need for innovation to close these service delivery gaps. Chief amongst these include the establishment of the NHI fund, implementing recommendations from the health market inquiry report Building human resource capacity, quality improvement, expansion of health infrastructure, risk management, uprooting corruption, and ensuring clean governance, as well as building partnership through social compact. Chaplain for the National Department of Health uh, for 2021 and 22. For members and on for record, I will table the I will, uh, table the the table that uh, s- separates all these amounts. Health expenditures are expected to increase by 0.8% for the year for, uh, per year for uh, for 2021 and tw- 2020 and 2021 uh, to 59 billion in 2023 and 2024. An estimated 85.9% of the department's budget over the MTF will be transferred to the provinces through conditional grants. Cabinet has approved <clears throat> that uh, there will be reductions in various departmental baseline amounting to 15 billion rand ahead of, um, for the period ahead. Needless to say, uh, current and future uh, needs for health services far exceed the current allocation of resources. And all indications point to a chronic underfunding of this sector. Despite the challenges and the reductions, we have also stretched our resources through strengthened donations with multilateral organizations, such as uh, UniAIDS, UNICEF, Global Fund, PEPFAR, Clinton Foundation, Solidarity, and so on, and we appreciate their support. The implementation of the National Health Insurance remains one of the government's main objectives. And following the introduction of the NHIP in Parliament in 2019, the Portfolio Committee of Health (coughs) convened public hearings in all provinces uh, on the latter part of 2019. These public uh, hearings provided platform for ordinary South Africans to be heard and uh, contribute towards the NHI bill. The department uh, attended these hearings to be able to get uh, feedback and attend to service delivery issues. We understand that the, this process is going to be resumed very soon. And in the MTF, the 7.5 uh, 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 7. billion rand has been allocated to the NHI unit to strengthen the system <clears throat> excuse me, and contract uh, service providers. Dr. Nicholas Crisp has been appointed as the DDG for this NHI unit, and he comes with a wealth of experience and passion into the portfolio, and tremendous uh, progress has been made in health patients' registration system, uh, which has recorded 57 million individuals in 3, 000, over 3,000 public health facilities. And the NHI fund will be set up as soon as the uh, NHI bill has been, has been passed. On infrastructure, we commit $20.6 rand running the MTF for healthy revitalization to establish the parity and equality of public and, public and private infrastructure through this infrastructure refurbishment program. And from 2014 to 2021, 10 hospitals have been completed or replaced, and an additional 23 uh, have been revitalized. And a total of uh, 151 uh, community health centers clinics have been constructed and replaced a total of 1,232 facilities which have been either refurbished or renovated. Of these 116 were maintained and repaired and the health facilities revitalization and other grants have been the main financial contributors to this achievement. Through the implementation of ITN clinic initiative, the MTSF target is to have 100% of these primary health care facilities maintaining their ideal clinic status. As at the end of December, 1,286 of primary health care facilities obtained this ideal status. In June, we will be piloting 16 quality lending centers defined as clusters of health facilities at different levels of care service in the same population. The pilot cluster will comprise 80 hospitals 64 healthcare facilities. After incorporating the learnings from the pilot phase, the program will gradually expand until all facilities belong to a quality lending center. And 13.7 billion rent has been allocated to support the tertiary healthcare services, which are offered at tertiary and uh, central hospital levels in those provinces that have such facilities so that we can deal with the inequality that results from the movement of patients from other provinces on human resource development <clears throat> or human resources for health uh, we have adopted the strategy and it is pleasing for us to say that uh, last year from 2021 a record of 50,614 uh, 614 new posts were created both related to support personnel as well as the health uh, you know uh, personnel to strengthen the health services this was in particular to respond to the rising pressure from the covid-19 and to utilize the grant, which was over 20 billion rand. It came from the special allocation for COVID-19, as well as others, such as the stimulus package, presidential stimulus package, and the Cuban Medical Brigade allowances. These have actually gone a long way towards ensuring that we can strengthen our movement towards the national health insurance. Despite disruptions, 2,469 medical interns and 10,589 community service personnel including doctors, nurses, and pharmacists were placed last year. And we thank the uh, national department and provincial department, as well as professional councils for their collaboration that made this possible. In response to COVID-19, the department was able to develop research capacity guidelines for human resource and strategy to protect health and and safety or to ensure safety of the healthcare workers. And we want to salute our health workers for their dedication and the hard work. We say, you are the heroes that saved our nation. A key development of the COVID-19 period was the deployment of health workers uh, for screening and community uh, community screening and testing campaign. This program now is a seminal case study for all countries seeking to strengthen their primary healthcare system. (coughs) Excuse me. And the total, as of March this year, a total of 47, 1,630 community health workers re, re, receive remuneration uh, against the MTSF uh, 2024 target, where we want to ensure that we ultimately integrate and place on personal over 50,000 community health workers uh, in the whole country. A committee has been established, which is uh, by the National Health Council, to attend to various issues that re- Workers, their role and scope of work, and all the related issues. <clears throat> When we focus on the programs for prevention uh, and treatment of communicable and non-communicable diseases, we have allocated 80.82.6 billion rand to deal with this HIV and TB and other communicable diseases of interest and non-communicable diseases remain the greatest threat to the public over, overall public health of uh, uh, people of South Africa. I therefore table the status, honourable members, uh, of the pathologies that we see in the country. South Africa's performance against UNAIDS 1990-90 targets to control HIV pandemic has resulted to a figure of 90, 70, 88, meaning 93% of the people living with HIV know their status, and 70% of them uh, living with the status are on antiretroviral treatment, and then uh, those who are on antiretroviral treatment, 88% of them are virally suppressed. The public health management of HIV, as with communicable diseases, focuses on early detection, early initiation, and treatment and prevention of onward spread. Despite the difficulty, year, the cumulative total of 14.6 million tests for HIV were performed during last year. And the department intensified community testing modalities to reach untested and undertested areas using index testing in communities and facilities so as to ensure that there's HIV self-screening and self-screening as well. In February, 5 million people were on antiretroviral treatment in a, a, and in the last financial year, 93% of antenatal care, uh, antenatal HIV positive patients were initiated on, on antiretroviral treatment. Our target was 98%. And to improve the, it is indicated to us in 1990, 1990 Inspired is scaling up and promoting same day initiations of treatment at every point of care, including mobile clinics, and also using the standard uh, operating procedure for antiretroviral treatment. This includes post exposure and pre exposure prophylaxis. And we also embarked on a welcome back a campaign to make sure that those who fell off the treatment must be brought back. We still promote the use of condoms uh, and also prevent HCIs and, uh, and uh, HIV. And at this point, over 537 million condoms have been distributed. On tuberculosis, <coughs> the department is committed to finding all persons living with uh, active TB uh, in our communities. And to meeting the target of 1990, uh, as outlined in the strategic plan, National Strategic Plan, for HIV, TB, and uh, STIs in 2017 and 2022, achieving this goal is even more important, as we noted that a 50% of reduction happened on those people who were uh, un- uh, uh, undergoing t- tuberculosis treatment during the COVID-19 period last year, and then a sub-optimal for successful for TB re- uh, uh, success rate was 78% against a target of 90%. So that effect. Needs to be corrected. So TB catch-up plans have been developed in line with the recommendation of the National TB Prevalence Survey reports, and this for us <clears throat> is something that we have to use now, uh, uh, adopt e-technologies, and also use the uh, TB self-screening mobile applications to deal with uh, catch-up in this regard. We have also deployed expert machines to test a mobile, uh, uh, with a mobile uh, COVID-19 units so that at the same time we test TB and COVID-19. This allows us to integrate at that kind of level. We're also developing um, uh, other uh, programs on social and behavioral change communication to make sure that we reach out to as many people as possible, particularly the maids. We're also focusing now on uh, um, adherence on treatment And we we intend to introduce new, (coughs) excuse me, new shorter acting acting options such as rifampicin and isoniazid, which is 3HP, and rifampicin and isoniazid, which is 3RH, which are three months as opposed to six months. So these are going to help us to improve uh, uh, compliance on malaria. The number of malaria cases decreased by 32% uh, 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 from 2019 to 2021, and similarly the deaths have also been reduced by 48% from 103 to 53 in 2021. We believe in our target of eliminating malaria by 2023, and we think this is attainable. We have to do this by ensuring cross-border collaboration and investing in data interventions and synchronizing operations across the borders. Non-communicable diseases, the MTSF 2024 targets to have 25 million people screened annually for high blood pressure, and elevated glucose, uh, uh, respectively. A total of twenty-two point seven million screenings screening for high blood pressure and 21.7 uh, blood gl- glucose were conducted in April 2020 up to 21, uh, the, uh, February of 2021. We're working in partnership with the AstraZeneca company, which has uh, uh, offered us 10,000 PP cuffs uh, uh, to monitor blood pressures using our um, ward-based primary health care outreach teams and the empowerment of uh, uh, community health workers. This uh, is going to be piloted in three, in four districts in Guazulu-Natal, which is Amachuba, Umzinyathi, and Ugu. We will then be spreading this to all the provinces because we're moving out the services to the people. This is in preparation for national health insurance. And in addition, our uh, program for chronic medicine uh, dispensing distribution, CCMTD has moved on to actually net more than 4.3 million users in the past financial year, exceeding our targets of 3.5 thousand. Uh, sorry, 3.5 million. On sexual and reproductive health system, <coughs> sorry, services, we uh, also noticed that they were they were, they were affected by the uh, COVID-19 situation and therefore decreasing from uh, the attention from 55 to 47 percent. And therefore, we need to make sure that we recover from that particular um, uh, setback. Similarly, on child health, uh, pediatrics continues also to gain strength. There was overall decline in child vaccination uh, in 2020, which needs to be recovered from. We were we at 78.5 uh, in uh, infants. Uh, in this case, uh, we actually were supposed to have reached a target of 90% by 2024. Working with United Nations agencies, private health sector, NGOs, and vaccine manufacturers to implement a catch-up program for children who have missed vaccination even for earlier years beyond COVID-19. Our MTSF targets for under 25 or under five years for indicators fell marginally short. Therefore, they're threatening the gains that were already made over the years. So it's important now that we must reactivate all these programs. Medical legal claims we've also appointed a, a, a company to analyze the purported 100 million rand liability and they've already reduced them by 32 million rand and we believe that by putting in forensic uh, uh, forensic audits we'll be able to reduce these uh, claims particularly using the precedent from set by Gauteng High Court where we can actually remove the cost of future care and carry it ourselves as government and therefore we also wait for the ratification of the State Liabilityities Amendment bill of of 2018 so that it must be helpful in this process. We also want to commend the, and pay tribute to the Cuban Medical Brigade for the work that they have done. We believe that it is correct that they should be given the award, the Nobel Peace Prize because of the work that they have gone across different countries where they have shown a gesture of love and solidarity and therefore we continue to thank the uh, Cuban government for the graduates last year, we had one, up to now with the 1,841 doctors through the Nelson uh, Mandela and Fidel Castro Medical Training Program, and of which 669 gra- graduated in the past financial year alone. I, you know, I wish to close then this address by inspiring confidence in our ability to build local manufacturing. Uh, and the government has undertaken some key collaborative initiatives investment to ensure that South Africa can independently meet its own biotech and needs. These include attracting BRICS vaccine research and development center, and using the newly uh, acquired consensus around the issue of uh, IP waivers, that South Africa must become the manufacturing hub for vaccines and other pharmaceutical agents, and also supporting our programs such as uh, BioVac as well as With that, I wish to at this point say, we would like to contribute to Africa being an, an independent uh, continent capable uh, of leading and being able to protect its own people through their own uh, quintessential African innovation resilience. Let me thank you, Jefferson, the director general, the MECs, the portfolio committees, the teacher entities, and all the health, uh, health uh, 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 officials for all the support that they've given us. I table the budget, thank you.
0: Thank you, honorable minister. You managed your time excellently. You stopped right when your time was about to expire. You've set a good example for the rest of the debaters to follow. The next speaker is the Honorable Dlomo. Okay,
2: Honorable Honorable House Chair, uh, Honorable Deputy, Honorable Minister, Honorable Deputy Ministers, all other Ministers and Deputy Ministers, my colleagues, members of parliament, MECs present on this platform, officials of the department led by the DG, leaders of various health entities, CEOs, and board members, partners of the Department of Health, ladies and gentlemen, media houses, I rise on behalf of the African National Congress to support this budget that has been tabled by uh, Minister Tutankizeh. Together with my other colleagues and comrades, we will indicate some of the challenges that this department has. There is a saying in Zulu that none of us, none of us is perfect. It is important to highlight the success stories of the department so that we could place the challenges and some very serious challenges of the department within the context of a cost of your annual performance plan may not be realized because of the budget cuts, uh, Minister Mkise, and that is our concern. Hence, we have resolved as a portfolio committee of health to write a letter to the Minister of Finance and we await his response. We seek a meeting as a portfolio committee because we probably need to be educated to understand how with this uh, annual performance plan, uh, you'll be able to realize uh, the issues that are there with the budget cuts that are in there. We commend you on this very innovative program that you have just talked about, the CCMDD, uh, dispensing distribution, of taking medication closer to where our people live, because now it is shown that it improves the compliance and adherence while saving patients time and money Please accelerate this program. I'm delighted to see, to hear that it is now at the level of more than 4 million. Uh, The health system strengthening the infrastructure development that we saw during COVID uh, uh, height, the oxygen capacity enhancement, the new equipment like ventilators. So some of the private health facilities, even referring patients to public health in various provinces especially during the second wave. The private-public partnership and collaboration that we saw brings hope uh, to us for the realization of the national health insurance. The Department of Health needs to accelerate uh, its IT connectivity on on health facilities. We cannot postpone this minister any longer. It is really very key and important that we work on it. The budget cuts should not, however, affect some of these very key programs uh, that we have in the department, the maternal and women's health, the child health, HIV, and TB. We already witnessed disturbances of of these services during the lockdown period. We encouraged, however, during the annual performance plan tabling when one of your officials spoke very passionately about keeping a vigilant eye on the maternal services in South Africa, before, during, and after COVID. I don't know whether we are, all, we are ever going to have an after COVID uh, because it looks like COVID is probably here to stay with us. One of my colleagues will speak in details about the health entities, save to mention just a few that we are actually encouraged to notice that South African Medical Research Council remains one of the world-class research organizations its contribution on the J&J it's on the clinical trials and this excellent governance with successive clean audit outcomes. It's something that needs to be actually commended. You does have to understand the, and trace the history of the Medicines Control Council to appreciate the contribution that is made by SAPRA. It is a well-renowned regulator that is responsive to the urgent needs of our country. They do not generate data. They wait for the data, credible data for them to be able to regulate and actually indicate that this is passing the test of time. On the NHLS, uh, we observe the good relationship with the provinces. And please, that must be maintained and be continued. NHLS was very candid and open with us to say they have noticed a high failure rate of registrars training within their fault pathologies. Would wish that we could hear a report regarding but of course not today, because you are probably not going to. Someday, as to health faculties in the country, what is the program like of the postgraduate training? Especially making sure that African women also do come in to pass these postgraduate and and probably take leadership positions in various uh, health uh, faculties. Uh, The Office of the Health Standard Compliance, Honorable Minister, is, um, is an enabler of the NHI. There are challenges there. We hope that we'll find time and space to really deal with those challenges, especially in regards to staffing. They need to go around the country and do continued inspections of the sites, of the facilities to be ready for the NHI. The challenges, however, that are there also needs to be mentioned, Minister. We are happy as a portfolio committee to get a date from yourself and your office to discuss with you and all the MECs why we had such a report from the Auditor General with regards to the procurement of the PPE. I would like to leave it at that and not go too much into details, uh, but maybe it is a, a situation that too many could spoil the broth. Maybe you were correct then this time around to centralize the procurement of vaccines, at least in as far as financial management therein. The rationale to host the presidential health summit that gave birth to the presidential health compact was a good idea. That program is an enabler again of the national health insurance. It cannot be abandoned and or be postponed. That is why, among other things, we would like to have a time and space with the Minister of Finance. We commend the World Trade Organization that is joining South Africa and India, saying that by the end of this year, we must have a pragmatic solution over whether to waive a COVID-19 vaccine's patents. It is actually towards this the realization that health is a public good and should not be available to the most important or rich countries only. To all our nurses, you are like wounded tigers from the wars of COVID-19, especially during 2020. Please do walk tall with all those scars, emotional, psychological, and physical that you have. You You are noticeable to have lost your colleagues, your family members, your patients. It felt like you thought you were losing the you were losing everything. We need you as a backbone of our health services. Happy related International Nurses Day. But to all our healthcare workers, thank you for holding on to the fort. We wish that indeed Minister Mkizer can finish the vaccination program of all of you as we as the department as the department is planning to now start phase two next week. We are going to be visiting provinces starting tomorrow. Uh, to check uh, Minister, the readiness of rolling out of the vaccines, starting with the Northern Cape as of tomorrow. We want just to, uh, as I close, to say, we, uh, we don't think, some of us, that the Cuban-trained South African doctors are properly placed. They come with a very rich background of public health and they get submerged into a hospital centric approach. And I think we need to look into that because in any event, NHI will be embedded on knowing what is actually uh, uh, public health. I thank you, and again, we support the budget uh, on behalf of the African National Congress. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Member.
0: The next speaker is the Honorable Gharoube.
3: Thank you, Chairperson. (coughs) Chairperson, it has undoubtedly been a difficult year for the globe, for South Africa, for the health department, and most devastatingly, the people of this country. We have been languishing in the throes of this pandemic for exactly 14 months now. While we were not able to prevent COVID-19 from arriving at the shores of the country, we were very much responsible for how we dealt with this crisis. Ultimately, it all comes down to how many lives we are able to save. Simply put, we can only save lives and livelihoods by vaccinating as many people as possible. But this has not been the case. In fact, to the contrary, the South African government has thus far failed in a spectacular fashion to begin vaccinating our citizens at pace. Let me put this in context. South Africa has vaccinated less than 1% of its population. This is 1% out of the 40 million people meant to be targeted by year end. We have sub- been surpassed by our peers on the continent, such as Zimbabwe, Ghana, Rwanda, Nigeria... Countries the world over have been vaccinating hundreds of their citizens daily, inoculating them against this virus, while we are expected to be celebrating 350,000 doses that will be delivered a week. To make matters worse, three days from now, we are expected to be rolling out phase two of the vaccination program in the country. This is all while over 700,000 healthcare workers are yet to receive their jabs. They will once again be expected to lay their lives on the front lines, while we're continuously being let down by this government. This poor and criminal slow vaccination program has to be one of the biggest failure of our government. A capable government is one that would spring into action, negotiate for the security, for the securing of enough vaccines for the country and move with speed to roll it out to as many people as possible. But ours is not a capable government. Ours is a government that took time to look for various sources of the supply of the vaccine. Ours is a government that took time to set processes in place for the procurement of the vaccine. And ours is a government that has, for the past four months, failed to cover its greatest assets against this pandemic, its healthcare workers. And so, 14 months later, we continue to languish as we face the third wave of infections of COVID-19. It has recently been confirmed, now by the minister again, that the variant dominant in India has been detected in the country, and experts have started to warn of a possibility of a new domestic variant that could emerge during this third wave of infections. This poses a threat to our health system, to the lives and livelihoods of the people of this country. But let us make no mistake, this could have been avoided. This. But ours is a government of inaction, of obfuscation, and a government that evades accountability. Chairperson, we have repeatedly come to this House to reiterate the same thing, to highlight the looming crisis and to offer solutions. Looking at the budget process of the upcoming financial year, it is clear that COVID-19 has come to exacerbate an existing mess. The department has been plagued by grand corruption that saw thieves fleecing public money at the expense of basic PPE for healthcare workers, the fiddling of vacancies and massive infrastructure backlogs which compromise the quality of care. As the country sinks deeper into the economic crisis that this government has plunged us into, there's less money to do even the basic things needed to deliver quality healthcare for (inaudible) (inaudible) us. And that is why... And that is why, Dr. Mkise, it is now critical to ensure that the most crucial functions are prioritized for the next financial year. Number one, we need to make sure that frontline facing and clinical positions are filled. Many of the facilities I have visited across the country have flagged this as a crisis. But we have... Excuse me, Chairperson.
0: Order, Honorable Member. Um, there are disturbances on the line
3: what we cannot have is a bloated administration while That's
0: those who on please switch off your microphones so that we please proceed honorable member
3: we cannot have a bloated administration while those who deliver clinical service are stretched beyond their limits you must take an active role in ensuring that systems are in place across all provinces to roll out mass vaccination Primary healthcare facilities remain the weakest link in the chain and this must be rectified if we're gonna successfully roll out the vaccine. Communication around the registration of people online and in facilities must be ramped up. Community media platforms, local leaders, community healthcare workers must form part of the strategy because as many people that I've met on the ground, a lot of people are saying registration is poor, not because people don't want a vaccine but because they do not know enough. And finally, you must present to this house plans in place of dealing with the third wave while also trying to roll out a vaccine and contending with possible new variants. The job ahead is difficult, but it is gonna require tough decision, stringent public spending and prioritizing the people of South Africa. The plan to vaccinate 40 million people by year end is seeming like a far-fetched fantasy at this rate. Without political will, coupled with well-running health system that is adequately funding, funded, we will be facing more avoidable deaths in months to come. And unless drastic measures are taken, those deaths will squarely be on this government. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Honourable Member. The next speaker is the Honourable Temba Kwayo.
4: Chairperson, the EFF rejects budget vote 18 of the Department of Health. It's now over 14 months since we have had our first case of COVID in this country. And during this time, we have seen the absolute devastation brought by the virus to the country and the world. We have observed firsthand what years of neglect of the public health system has done to the ability of our public hospitals to provide the most basic of services to the people. We have watched with horror as those who are supposed to lead us to health have all abandoned this mission and have chosen to rather lead in the looting of resources meant to help healthcare workers deal with the growing numbers of sick and dying patients. Minister, you have made no provisions for fixing the public health mess that had almost collapsed the public hospitals in Kibera during the second wave of the coronavirus. You have not employed any more health workers in that part of the world. The entire Eastern Cape was a mess before COVID. It is still a mess today, and you have not lifted a finger to fix the situation in that province. You committed to vaccinate all health workers during this first phase of vaccine rollout, and your own estimations put the numbers of health workers at 1.2 million. To date, just less than 400,000 health workers have been vaccinated. The target of vaccinating 67% of the population in order to achieve herd immunity is just a distant dream and will possibly never be attained at the rate at which we are going. The risks are far too obvious, Minister. Soon enough, We will be faced with the rising number of his hospitalizations and preventable deaths, and this will be all on you. You will be held personally responsible for the death of so many of our people because of your incompetence. You have no vaccination plan worthy of the name, even as we speak today. You have not acquired the sufficient number of vaccines because you are preoccupied with buying vaccines from those who can corrupt you. You have learned nothing from the past two waves of virus, and you have not prepared our hospitals sufficiently to deal with the virus. Minister, we need a strong public health system to deal not only with COVID, but with the number of health threats faced by our people. all common costs that HIV and TB care took a serious knock as a result of the focus on COVID. You have to date developed no plan to integrate COVID treatment with the treatment of HIV and AIDS. The result of this is too dire to even imagine. It will be no surprise if the excess that we have seen over the past year are not a direct consequence of COVID, but rather as a result of the neglect you have shown to other diseases. Minister, the failure to deal with COVID should provide you with the clearest indication of what needs to be done to reconfigure South Africa's health system. We need to build new hospitals that would provide cutting edge medical care to the majority of people across the country. We need to train a range of health workers and employ them in public services. We need to pay specific attention to primary health care in order to prevent the flooding of our hospitals by people with lifestyle diseases. But at the moment, we need a decisive leadership from you and your government that will get our people vaccinated before the end of the year, in order to prevent the calamities that will surely follow if we fail to do so. You have proven that this job is way above your level of competence, Minister. And if you had any trace of dignity in you, you would have resigned by now. We reject this budget vote. Thank you, Chairperson.
0: Thank you, Honorable Member. The next speaker is the Honorable Shlengwa.
5: Thank you, House Chair, Honorable Minister. Honorable Members, we consider the Committee Report on Department of Health and Related Entities Budget. We cannot ignore the grim reality of our current situation we are mind a deadly pandemic that calls directly into question to government efforts to roll out vaccines. The president in his recent newsletter of 10 May 2021, called on global solidarity to ensure that COVID-19 technology, is accessible to all the allowed local production of the vaccine the ifp fully agrees that the equitable access to a vaccine is critical however this does not answer the looming question about our government's slow rollout response we must face defects South Africa fares very poorly in global rollout of the vaccinations. This is not only the comparison to rich countries, but also in comparison into our neighboring countries. In the United Kingdom, according to a researchers group, our world inductor 52.25% of the population has already been vaccinated by 10 May with one dose with one dose of vaccine Namibia at this date had already vaccinated 1.29% of the population however South Africa is comparing comparison had only vaccinated 0 0.67 percent of the population into an air We cannot accept our government's slow rep- response. The public has a right to, to properly informed of the government vaccines program and we fully support the committee's view that the department should strengthen its communication regarding to rollout program. However, honorable members, the enormous task of vaccine at least 40 million pe- people and, and people by the end of 2021 22 final year, the Department of Health vision must be seen against the fact that. Our primary healthcare facilities are noted and by report and not be properly equipped to assist in this program. Adequate infrastructure is critical aspect which needs to be urgently addressed. We must ensure our primary health facilities have adequate storage infrastructure and system available to administer the vaccine program. The IFP is also concerned about the impact of the enormous cut of 16.3% indirect grants which will invisible, have a, a great effect on the national program especially infrastructure projects, it seems it is alarming that report notes that establishment of economy service is vulnerable province which is long-standing and critical issue will invest these budget cuts the IFP strongly endorsed the, com- the committee recommendation that the department must finish the committee with action plan aim and addressing the infrastructure backlogs. Honorable members, the might against corruption remains consistent battle. We cannot allow in these disparate times to assess the healthcare services to be undermined by corruption and lack of government. The auditor general and its team is working endlessly to monitor the financial management on COVID-19 initiative, and we salute the work committed ensuring accountability. The IFP strongly support the committee recommendation that the department should provide feedback implementation, the Auditor General recommendation, and the IFP will closely monitor the IFP support the report.
0: The next speaker is the Honorable Van Staden, the Honorable Van Staden is the next speaker.
6: Thank you Chairperson. Chairperson, every year we see and hear from this department the most beautiful plans around strategic plans and annual performance plans and annual targets, but the question never gets answered on how these targets will be reached. Never do we see any concrete plans from this department to eradicate the huge problems we are currently having in our public hospitals and clinics, like, for example, service delivery problems, halting of life-threatening operations, the shortage of doctors and nurses, the problems regarding the placement of payments of interns, the shortage of medicine and equipment, the shortage of water in hospitals, hospitals who are currently burning down, down, the shortage of hospitals and clinics, the massive litigations against this department that is a staggering 111 billion rand, 14 billion rand more than in 2018-19, infrastructure problems at hospitals and clinics, and the massive corruption cancer in this department. Due to all of these, Patients are dying in our hospitals, and it is all over the news in the last few weeks. The cherry on top was when the Auditor General came and told the committee last week that there was massive corruption with PPEs, and we all know that. But what we did not know was while there was a huge shortages of PPEs in the middle of a pandemic last year, hospitals in eight of the nine provinces had just thrown their PPE stock outside under a cell in the rain due to a lack of storage facilities. They even have showed us pictures of that situation. The FF Plus said that the portfolio committee must intervene in these matters, and that it is totally unacceptable that, PPE's, that what was not handled with any care at all, and that the FF Plus demands that the head should roll in this ministry and in this department on this matter. Therefore, the minister must, and together with all the MECs of that nine provinces, appear before, before the portfolio committee Of health to come and explain to this unacceptable behavior and state of affairs. It is a shame that 600 healthcare workers had to die because of a shortage of PPEs, but meanwhile it is lying outside in the rain. The AG described it as an ineffective stock management processes, inadequate storage facilities, and poor storage practices. This government is a total failure. On the field hospitals, the AG said certain provinces where they had made plans to upgrade existing facilities from start did not follow competitive procurement processes. Contracts were not always concluded and approved as required. Minister McKeezy and Minister Dillol, you need to start explaining yourself. The quarantine facilities debacle also needs further explanation. This department is spending millions and billions of rands on an NHI system that will not be able to be launched unless all of these problems in our public hospitals is completely eradicated. We are looking at the NHI program at an amount of 121 billion rand and the NHI indirect grant stands at 2.1 billion rand. Rather take this money that you are wasting now on a NHI system that we as taxpayers cannot afford, and use that money to buy more vaccines to try and stop this pandemic. When the president and the minister of health can stop complaining about the so-called vaccine apartheid. Hou op om ander lande te van apartheid. Julle het gesit in jaar En die onderhandelings in aankoop van eendstof. Julle een gemors gemaakt met die hals oorkop aankoop van die AstraZeneca eendstof, nadat dit hier iets een nieuwe variant in die land uitgebrek het. Julle het gemors gemaakt van die sogenaamde uitrolprogram hier koorkortekens doelpale te verskyf en op die oude ende op 30 maart weer een nieuwe uitrolprogram aan te kondig. Julle weerhou die privaatsektor om zelf die aankoopbeberging en verspreiding van die eendstof te behartig om julle van hierdie uitrolprogram Het nou vraag jullie waarom slechts 48.000 mensen ouwe 60 jaar oud, uit een groep van 5 miljoen mensen geregistreerd voor vir fase 2 van jylle sogename enstof program. Wanneer die regering word in meer die burgerij van die land vertrouw nie. Kacht, meneer die president en meneer die minister, hou op om vinger na ander lande te wijzen en begin zelf voor jylle eie DRV. Daar bestaan ook geen waarborst. 40 miljoen mensen die einde van die jaar is of selfs vroeg in 2022 Nee, Die adjunctminister minister van gezondheid sê gister aan gezondheidswerkers dat hulle ineendings binnen die volgende twee weke afhandel sal wees. Hoe kan jy soke uitlatings maak as jy voor jy siel weet dat dit nie gaan gebeur nie? 1.5 miljoen gezondheidswerkers. Is daar maar nou is 430 mense ingeeen. Hou op om beloftes en uitsprake te maak wat nie nagekam word nie. Hier regering is nie meer bevoeg om aan die bevolking van Zuid-Afrika gezondheidsdienst te kan leveren nie. Weg mijn die Nationale Gezondheidsverzekering, weg mijn INC. Voorzitter, die tyd het aangebreek dat ons ophou net te praat over die probleem in ons openbare gezondheidsstelsel, maar dat daar een werkbare plan en oplossing op die tafel geplaas word om hierdie problemen op te los. Dit is duidelik dat die Nationale Gezondheidsverzekering nie daar die route is of mag wees nie, en dit is duidelik dat die INC nie daar die route is of mag wees nie. It is clear that medicine, the government, the burgery and private organizations are now in front of us to solve these problems. And the VF Plus is ready to help. Thank you, Mr. President.
0: Thank you. The next speaker will be the Honorable Deputy Minister of Health. The Honorable Deputy Minister.
7: Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, greetings to the uh, Chair of the Portfolio Committee for Health, uh, Honorable uh, Dr. Lomo and all other members of the committee, the Honorable, the Minister of Health, Dr. McKeeze, members of the National Assembly, the members, uh, MECs present, heads of the entities and statutory councils, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, uh, good afternoon. I'm indeed very honored to be taking part in the debate on the budget vote for the Department of Health, which is taking place just a day after a very important day, the International Nurses Day, when we celebrated the gallant contribution of our nurses in ensuring that our people can get a long and healthy life. I wish to take this opportunity to say again, as I said in the uh, commemoration of this day uh, yesterday to members of DINOSA, that as a ministry and department of health, we have indeed no hesitation in acknowledging that our nurses are the backbone. Of our health services at all levels, from the basic primary health services at the local community level, uh, to uh, and also at the outreach, but also at the advanced tertiary services level, uh, whether we talk about provision of oncology services, theater services, and all the advanced services. Without the nurses, none of these services will be viable. Honorable chairperson, our country and the world still remain in the grip of the COVID-19 pandemic, which has been with us for just over a year now. In in this last challenging 15 months, we have been blessed with the outstanding leadership of our president, President Ramaphosa, his cabinet colleagues, uh, Coronavirus Council, and of course the team health, led by my colleague, uh, Minister Mukize, and all our MBCs and HODs. We extend our thanks to the cooperation we have enjoyed from colleagues in provinces, MCs and HODs, We appreciate the support and cooperation we enjoyed from also leaders of civil society, community leaders. Without cooperation from traditional leaders, religious leaders, political leaders, labor and business, we would not be where we are with the relative stability we have where our health services have not been overwhelmed. You can imagine honorable members where we would be if leaders of big organizations, such as some of the big churches like the Zion Christian Church, the St. Agnes Church, uh, churches like the Shembe Church, if they decided not to cooperate with government, uh, things you know, would have uh, really fallen apart. So we thank them for their cooperation. We indeed all owe a lot to our health workers, not only the nurses I've mentioned already, but from, uh, as, from studying right at the health, health facility, from the security guards, right up to the heads of clinical departments. Our health workforce has been resilient and we want to say to them that the fact that our fiscus has not enabled us to show the gratitude in monetary terms is only because the pandemic has also battered our economy which uh, 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 when the A pandemic descended on us. We know our economy was already weak, but it was weakened even further by the pandemic and the measures which we had to take to mitigate against its impact. Then the health workers are indeed the heroes of uh, all South Africans. And many of your colleagues have indeed paid the highest price through life itself, losing life itself. We mourn with their families, and and we hope that their families may get solace in the knowledge that their loved one's death was not in vain, that they they actually uh, left a lot for the people of South Africa. Honorable Chairperson and members, it's common knowledge that our annual performance plans of 2020-21 were vastly disrupted and a lot of adjustments had to be made as was the case with the disruption of lives of many South Africans. We now have more than 12 months experience in dealing with the pandemic, but the reality remains that what will happen in the next weeks and months remain unpredictable. Minister Mkiza has already spoken about disruptions to our services such as HIV and AIDS testing and treatment, TB services, maternal and child services, et cetera, and the fact that we are doing everything to draw back on lost ground in this area so that we can catch up on these services. We are of course concerned about the signs of raising, um, rising numbers and the fact that the third wave may be on us sooner than expected. Honorable chairperson, <laughs> as we battle with this pandemic, we must not lose sight of some of the quotable burden of disease, uh, such as the non-communicable disease, which uh, uh, Minister Giza has also alluded to. Diseases of lifestyle remain serious challenge in our society, which include uh, diabetes mellitus, hypertension, cardiovascular diseases, kidney diseases, various cancers and mental illness. As you know, most of these diseases are associated with unhealthy diet and lack of physical activity. I'm aware that at some stage during the lockdown, government was criticized for not allowing opportunities for exercise, but this was just a temporary measure to try and control the epidemic. On the other hand, we made some good gains in in encouraging people to be wind off of of, uh, uh, some of the bad tendencies such as smoking and excessive use of alcohol. Uh, During the closure of some of this, uh, many people were assisted uh, to actually stop uh, some of these habits. So indeed the lockdown did play a a constructive impact and we hope that uh, some of those have continued even beyond the lockdown. What adds more pressure on all of us uh, not to take our eyes off this uh, uh, issue of non communicable diseases such as diabetes and hypertension, is that and also obesity? Is that uh, it has been proven all over the world that um, when you don't have these comorbidities, your serious illness of COVID-19 is, is also is, is very high. So we want we need to focus on making sure that uh, we guide and encourage our people uh, to make sure that they can live uh, healthy lifestyles. Um, I know that also during during, uh, uh, the lockdown, uh, some of the people who meant very well were also clamoring that um, uh, the closure of alcohol and tobacco uh, uh, could actually go on for long, but uh, using the national disaster provisions, but this was actually not legally sustainable. So we need to, what we need now is to urgently to speed up the tabling of laws such as the Tobacco Amendment Bill, and also to finalize the bill on the control of alcohol advertising. As we know, South Africans rank amongst the highest consumers of alcohol in the world. So the sooner we can tighten up on some of the regulations while also upping our messages, because uh, the legislative and, 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 uh, and regulatory framework will not in itself be able to reduce this if we don't also increase our advocacy. So advocacy remains very important. Another area which needs uh, our refocus is the area of mental health services. As we know, the life-estimacy uh, uh, debacle exposed the weakness of our mental health services. The COVID-19 pandemic has added more mental stress, not only amongst the general public, but also amongst our health workers. There are many families who lost both parents, and many more lost livelihoods, adding more life uh, adding more mental stress. And the current in the current fiscal year, therefore, we need to pay more attention to this. And uh, indeed, in our annual performance plans, there are plans which are outlines, outlined to make sure that we can improve on the provision of our health services uh, to make sure that our people, in, uh, including also our health workers, can get uh, more mental health uh, services. We are conscious of the fact that a key answer to improve on these services in the, is the integrated approach. As we deal with COVID-19 screening, testing, and management, we will also be including HIV, AIDS, TB, mother and child, and the NCDs uh, mentioned already. As both our financial and human resources get stretched, we are going to depend on integration from community outreach right up to tertiary services. Even as we roll out vaccination, and I must say that the uh, Honourable Kwahube is always uh, uh, sounding like a scratch record when it comes to this. No matter how often we uh, emphasise the fact that uh, if, we're vigilant, if we are not vigilant, if we had not, if our scientists were not vigilant and had not picked up. With the variant which was not uh, uh, reacting to the AstraZeneca, indeed, we would have been equally criticised. But we are in the process of catching up. In the process of vaccinating, we are including basic screening for COVID and other health risks. We urge honourable members also to promote healthy lifestyles at your constituencies. At your constituencies, following on the footsteps of President Ramaphosa with his two mamina walks, which he had initiated, honourable chairperson members provision of adequate and suitable human resources is fundamental in managing the pandemic and other and improving our health service platform. One of the major contributors to the supply of well-equipped medical personnel, uh, as already alluded by Minister Mkize, is the Nelson Mandela Fidel Castro Medical Training Program, which also Honorable Lomo has um, uh, uh, alluded to, since its inception in 1997. The program which started modestly with, eight, with a maximum of 80 students per year in Cuba, but expanded in 2012 when the, the Cuban government provided an expanded program. Thanks to the visionary leadership of our leaders, of some of our leaders, including provincial embassies and Honorable Lomo being a leader in this when he was embassy in KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, who sent hundreds of young uh, young people uh, from uh, rural and township area from disadvantaged families to Cuba to study medicine? The total number of graduates who have, be, who have, who have contributed to the to uh, to through this program uh, to to our health services since that uh, since 1979 it's uh, 1,900 from 1997 sorry it's 1,979, and out of this. Uh, uh, more than half of these, 1,374, are those who came through the expanded program, which was largely funded uh, through the South African government since uh, 2012. As of uh, 700, their local integration since July 2018. In the last three years, graduates from this program, just in the last three years alone, this program, program has contributed more than one third of all medical graduates in South Africa. Currently we're having another 643 final year students in local medical schools who will finish their clinical integration in December this year. Another 463 final year students are expected in July this year to to start their 18 months integration. By the end of 2022, we expect this program to have contributed more than 3,000 doctors who are well-trained in primary healthcare, more than just curative medicine, as many of us who trained in our local medical school know, um, and, and which is a weakness uh, in, in our medical training. Uh, one of the weaknesses which Honorable Lomo has alluded, which we must address, is that we need to use these graduates more efficiently in the promotion of primary health care as we uh, roll out the national health insurance, because this is their strength. That's why we've been weak in just absorbing them, continue the curative system. The Health Professions Council has continued to look at better ways to enable South African medical graduates who qualify in universities, not from the recognized list of universities, to be given a chance to go through requirements for registration so that they can practice in South Africa. There are currently existing systems, including a non-exam route for those from recognized universities, and an exam and clinical training route for those from non-recognized universities. We will continue to work with the HPCSA to look at ways to streamline these processes so that these young people can actually be absorbed in our health system. In the meantime, we urge parents and students to check with the Health Professions Council before they send their youngsters to study medicine so that they can verify that those universities are indeed in the list recognized by Health Professions Council. Honorable Chair, on the transformation of nursing education, eight of the nine provincial nursing colleges as well as the South African military health services have been fully accredited to offer the three-year diploma in nursing, leading to a general registration in general nursing. And they've started to offer this as from January last year, 2020. The Eastern Cape, which is the only one still uh, 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 remaining, is at an advanced stage of uh, finalizing their three-year diploma. In addition, all these colleges have been designated to offer certificates, degrees, postgraduate diplomas, which, which are being offered in a phased manner from this year, 2021. Honorable Chairperson, as uh, Honorable Chair, uh, Honorable Dr. Lomo has already mentioned, the National Health Laboratory Service remains a cornerstone of provision of diagnostic pathology services in our country with a network of more than 233 laboratories across the country, catering for 80% of our laboratory services. It uh, runs the largest HIV and TB program in, in the continent, and, and test for other priority diseases. After some difficulties in the earlier years, it has now stabilized, it has turned the corner. It's also, it has also been able to tackle corruption where it was rearing its head. We thank our provincial counterparts for cooperating with the NHLS. Um, in, uh, the NHL, as already mentioned, is providing vital training of pathologists and other medical scientists, not only for South Africans but also uh, continent-wide. In in dealing with uh, COVID-19, it has grown its capacity very rapidly from a start of two labs uh, to to do COVID to now 130 across the country. Together with the NICD, they provide daily information to us as to where the pandemic is. We acknowledge and thank the private labs also for cooperating with the National Health Laboratory Services. Uh, The other entity which is playing a Pivotal role is of course the SAPRA, which has upped its game in making sure that we get speedy access to diagnostics, treatment, and vaccines. This young entity has risen to the occasion under tremendous pressure, and over the medium term, it will focus on accelerating the clearing up of backlogs of uh, approval of licensing of medicines. The Medical Research Council also very outstanding with research, and as uh, honorable members would be aware, also playing a pivotal role in the genomic studies, which is why we've been able to identify variants uh, which are prevalent in our country. Honorable Minister, your time is now expired. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, honorable chair. We, We wish the support for our budget. Thank you. Thank you, Deputy Minister.
0: Honorable members, I will now invite the honorable Mashlawli. Who will preside over the remainder of this mini plenary? The Honorable Mashlawle.
8: Thank you very much, House Chair Froelich. Uh, uh, Honorable members, the next speaker will be Honorable Sukars from ACDP. Honorable Sukars.
9: Thank you, Chairperson. Honorable Chairperson, the ACDP wish to, wishes to acknowledge our nurses today. A grateful nation, thank you for your service. While we could work online, you had to touch the sick and comfort the dying. Florence Nightingale stated how little can be done under the spirit of fear. Fear paralyzes people, and knowledge enables us to take action. The ACDP has consistently engaged with the department in this portfolio committee. To urge the development of a comprehensive response to COVID that includes the provision of optimal care for those infected. This must be supported by a communication plan that ensures that those who suffer from comorbidities are made aware of the importance of disease control, resulting in better outcomes when infected with this virus. Government must focus on research to tackle the underlying causes of comorbidities and the long-term impact of COVID-19 on sufferers. This budget is inadequate for this. This urgent need cannot be addressed by a hundred health promotional messages that will be broadcast on social media in order to reduce premature mortality due to non-communicable diseases. Given that the majority of the people who are most at risk and who do not receive care are the poor and the aged the use of social media to reach them is to put it bluntly, ludicrous. We raised concerns with the minister regarding vaccine hesitancy on the grounds of ethical objections and the need to source as an option an ethical vaccine that in no way uses cell lines from aborted fetuses. We also questioned the department's capacity to strategically source vaccines. We have been outmaneuvered by corporations whose primary aims are profit. Government must fight for what money cannot buy, life. We should use everything in our arsenal to save lives. How do you unify efforts to fight disease when you regulate people on what they choose as treatment? We have only heard one message consistently, vaccines. And the very thing you promote as the only long-term solution, you are unable to effectively roll out within timelines stipulated by your own department. Tell us, are you developing a comprehensive multi-pronged approach response that will involve all role players, focus on prevention, optimal treatment, and is open to considering alternative treatments that have positive benefits? And will you effectively communicate this to all sectors of society? Repeated government failure has meant that the only message government has successfully conveyed was the one of fear. When you monopolize health care and steal the resources needed to keep people alive, it is entirely reasonable that our people live in fear and fear paralyzes people. But perhaps that was the aim. All South Africans desperately hope that you will fulfill your duties competently because we are a long way from an effective comprehensive plan against COVID and an effective vaccine rollout. I thank you.
8: Thank you. Thank you very much, Honorable Sukars We'll now move on to the UDM, Honorable Kwangwa. Uh,
10: <clears throat> thank you very much, Chair. The UDM does not support uh, the bu- budget vote 18. Uh, Honorable Minister, the second wave brought the so- uh, South Africa's basic healthcare system to the brink of collapse. You will recall that in provinces such as the Eastern Cape, the basic health system completely collapsed. Patients were fighting each other for basic health care and others in hospitals like living due to uh, lack of proper basic health care. This occurred in the context of a basic health system that was under strain and on the brink of collapse na- nationally. And this occurred at the time, for example, when for- vaccination is at a snail's pace, infections and deaths keeps on increasing and yet the minister has recently warned us that there is a third wave coming up. Our concern with that statement is that a third wave is coming up, and yet the president not so long ago announced or uh, indicated that he wants the elections to the country to continue towards the end of the year. Surprisingly, from where we're sitting, the minister does not seem to be advising against that, whereas the number of infections keeps, keeps on increasing on a daily basis. Minister, you know it is a known fact that coronavirus has served as a looting spree for many individuals in the department and the national leadership. For instance, you are aware that competitive bidding processes were not followed during the procurements of PPEs. There were inadequate storage facilities and some hospitals did not even get enough PPEs, while there were some hospitals who had an oversupply of PPEs. It is unforgivable, Minister, that while most uh, most of the people in South Africa died due to many hospitals not having PPEs, that there were hospitals in the country with an oversupply of PPEs that had no storage facilities, resulting in a situation where the PPEs were, were, were stored negligently by those hospitals. We have a situation in our country where nurses and doctors Work over time as a result of shortage of staff, hundreds of community workers were, uh, were laid off due to insufficient funds to pay them. The department still fails to provide adequate supplies of prop- protective gear to frontline workers. And also all of these okay in the context of a country that is expecting a third week. We want minister to take us into, your co- into the nation into confidence by explaining what comprehensive plan the department has to try and expedite firstly, the vaccination process, and how to deal with the third wave in particular. We are of the view that on the 21st of, uh, on the 2021 20, Suna, the president highlighted the need to, to intensify prevention efforts, strengthen the health healthcare system, and to enroll on a massive vaccination program with millions of vaccines having to be procured and delivered. It has been three months since the president made this, those promises and the practical implications are just otherwise. Currently, the vaccination process has been disappointingly slow with only even just over half a percent of the population vaccinated so far. It is important that uh, you use this platform to explain to South Africans how that picture is going to be improved, how, that, how we're going to ensure that more people are vaccinated over the next few months, especially in the light of the fact that we're
8: going to hold elections uh, thank you, sir. Your time thank is you, sir. Thank Much thank obliged. Thank you very sir. much. May I check if uh, we have a speaker from ATM? ATM. We'll now proceed to the Honorable Sheikh Imam from the NFP. Honorable Sheikh Imam.
11: Thank you very much. Uh, can you hear me, Chairperson?
8: Yes, we can hear you, yeah. Honorable
12: Sheikh Thank you Imam. very
11: much. Oh, thank you very much. At the very outset, let me say the National Freedom Party will support this party both. Here today. Allow me, first of all, by start by saying that the Department of Health is a frontline department in the fight to curb the spread of COVID-19. Its success depends heavily on the financial support available. Unfortunately, the country is on the brink of fiscal cliff, thus forcing the Department of Health to fight the spread of COVID-19 with limited resources. Now, Minister, we understand and accept the fact that you've inherited a department that is already in serious trouble pre-COVID-19. There is no doubt about that. But I think what we must understand, Minister, is this, that on paper, everything appears to be okay. But on the ground, in reality, our people are having a great difficulty. Now we can talk about building more hospitals, we can talk about building more clinics. What is important, Minister, is ensuring that we provide quality healthcare services to our people. It is normal today, at very many hospitals that you go around to hospitals and clinics, the lifts are not working. There is not enough medication. The queues are long. People have to go there very early hours of the morning and spend the entire day there. There's no passion and commitment from some of these healthcare workers. And having said that, I was expecting the national department to talk about creating a special compensation fund for all those that have succumbed to the COVID-19 as a result of their selfless commitment and dedication during COVID-19. And that has not actually happened. The other issue that we have in a matter of serious concern is is, is SEPRA and the way they conduct themselves. If you look at the issue of ivermectin, which is one of the safest drugs in the world, one of the cheapest drugs that was made available. And the fact that there was lack of urgency on part of SEPRA to even review the data. And they've admitted that documentation applications were given and did not even look at it. And that makes us suspicious on the relationship between the CEO of CEPRA and of course uh, Mackenzie. And we know Mackenzie had actually captured the World Health Organization. We know the involvement of Johnson and Johnson. We know Aspen Pharmaceuticals exactly what has been happening for a period of time. Now the other thing is, as Minister, let us be realistic. In what you are expecting to achieve before the end of it's impossible for you to do it. Number one, you're not getting enough vaccines coming into the country. Number two, you do not have a proper plan in place to be able to achieve that. Let us be realistic that you have a healthcare sector at this point that is in crisis. And this is no fault of yours because there's many of you people that are doing your best and yes, healthcare workers are trying to do their best under very, very difficult circumstances. Now, look at the issue of HIV and tuberculosis, how badly we've been affected in this country. Look at the cuts in budget to these particular relevant areas. What is going to happen? All the success and gains that you have made in the last 10 or 20 years, you are now taking us back again. That is basically what is going to happen. So I think what is very important, Minister, while we believe that you are doing quite a bit of work, there's no doubt about it, and your department. Thank and the you. But honorable your provincial member. structure needs a lot to do. The National the Freedom Party supports the budget
8: for freedom. Thank you very much, uh, yes. honorable member. Thank we you, proceed sir. proceed to the next speaker. Uh, honorable H. Ismail for, from the Democratic Alliance.
13: Thank you, Chair. The provision of essential health services is the core responsibility of the Department of Health. These services are crucial to the health and quality of life of our people. However, the department's mandate is severely impeded by tight budgets and additional fiscal pressure brought on by the pandemic. This is pressure, however, that can be mitigated by implementing mechanisms to rule out corruption in the departments. The implications of PPE corruption results in poor service delivery, poor delivery of quality PPE, less staff vacancies, and loss of healthcare professionals' lives. The HE report brings to light major issues being attributed to an inefficient budget. Financial processes are not being followed, Procurement is riddled with mismanagement and non-compliance, leading to payments of high prices for PPE, poor quality control, late deliveries, irregular expenditure, irregular payments to service providers, and alleged financial irregularities in awarding of COVID-19 tenders. Even though the PFMA and the National Treasury Instruction 1 of 2015-2016 states the rules for procurement in terms of what must be published, for how long, who gets the tender and those who do not, this is not being done. A major contributor to procurement failures and high corruption costs is government's inability or lack of political will to monitor these processes, as is stipulated by legislation. We have currently 13.3 billion ren under investigation, and e-tender or provincial portals do not follow what was stated in the above law and instruction. In the e-tender site, 46% of unsuccessful bidders were not published. This means the public cannot compare the prices to ensure the best possible company was awarded the deal. In the Northwest, only 46 of tenders from 2018 to 2020 was published. There is a clear lack of transparency in government procurement processes, and that is why we have seen such high corruption. The Financial and Fiscal Commission have highlighted the grim state of our health entities. The Office of the Health Standards Compliance is mandated to monitor and enforce compliance by health establishments with prescribed norms and standards. Due to budget constraints, the OHSC have announced their projected target for 2021 being a mere 8%. Monitoring norms and standards is crucial for quality control, and in a healthcare system, this could mean life and death. With regards to the Council for Medical Scheme, the entity is riddled with vacant posts and have run out of money. SAPRA cannot get through the application backlogs due to human resource, resource shortages. And in October 2019, there was a proclamation of an SIU investigation on alleged serious maladministration in connection with the affairs of SAPRA. And the NHLS are not adequately equipped with some labs not having the necessary resources for proper functioning. This is in addition to reports of irregular payments to, pro- to service providers with regard to the procurement of PPE and an SIU investigation for alleged financial irregularities in awarding 170 million rand worth of COVID-19 tenders, as well as alleged 113 million rand worth of fraud and theft from the NHLS alone. How can we ensure the NHI will be free from fraud and corruption and ensure quality healthcare when we cannot currently function properly? The department must engage with Treasury to ensure that adequate funding is allocated for the entities to function properly and effectively execute their mandate. We still need to procure and administer much more vaccines in order to reach population immunity. Minister, the DA has solutions for you. One, create a minimum compliance and policy framework that gender reporting must abide by. Two, create an independent regulatory body to ensure that due processes are followed. And three, ensure the proper implementation of National Treasury Instruction 1 of 2015-2016. Minister, insufficient budget means a non-efficient health system, and corruption in the department leads to non-service delivery on the ground. We need a capable state with political leadership that will attend to this crisis now. Loss of time leads to loss of precious life.
8: Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Member. We now move on. Can I check? Uh, we now move on to Honourable Harvard from the ANC. Honourable Harvard.
14: Honourable Chairperson, let me start by saying the ANC supports this budget work. It has been a challenging year since 2020 budget. That changed significantly due to the COVID-19 pandemic. COVID-19 has resulted to budget allocation in adjustments in all sectors, including health. This new normal has hit us most badly. And it is this portfolio that has members task of fighting pandemic. In the 2021 budget, our priority in fighting the pandemic remains same. Honorable Chairperson, the President highlighted the need to intensify prevention efforts and strengthening health system. A massive vaccination program with millions of vaccines procured and is being rolled out. And more effort is being done to scale this up. Furthermore, it must be emphasized a scientific approach will continue to be used for all medication and vaccines being imported into the country. I'm here today to talk about great work the Department of Health and its entities have done and continues doing within 2021 2022 financial
12: year. Their key priority of quality health for all, set out the January
14: 8th statement, and the SONA 2021 is a fight against COVID 19. The South African Health Products Regulatory Authority's priority areas are clearance of backlog applications for registration of medicines and COVID-19 vaccines. As 31st March 2021, the backlog was cleared by 79%. Emergency authorization was put in place to fast track the registration of COVID-19 vaccines and three vaccines were authorized. The Compensation Commission for Occupational Disease will expand the economic claims management system and its database to cover workers in controlled mines and works. The National Health Laboratory Service priority programs have been impacted negatively by the pandemic, as evidenced by the decrease in the number of tests performed compared to the previous financial year. This was due to patients not accessing health facilities during lockdown. Despite challenge, the NHLS continued to enhance the provision of rapid, reliable, efficient service delivery at low cost. The Council for Medical Scheme adopted a new vision to promote affordable and accessible health cover towards universal health coverage for all citizens, the South African Medical Research Council is also advocating against vaccine nationalism. It held virtual conference for fair, equitable, and timely allocation of COVID-19 vaccines in Africa with funding from Open Society Foundation for South Africa and established the Bioethics Advisory Panel. The entity is working with the African Union and Africa Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Lastly, the Office of Health Standards Compliance will align with the proposed national health insurance by intensifying inspection and certified compliant public and private health establishments. At the end of 2020 2021 financial year, 33 certificates of compliance were issued, and more work will be done during 2021-2020. Honorable chairperson, it is through great strides of working together we shall overcome challenges. Now it's time to work towards NHI. Let us work to ensure everyone has an equal opportunity to quality health care in our country. We therefore ask this house. To prove this budget vote, I thank you.
8: Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Member. Our next speaker is Honorable Munyai from the ANC. Honorable Munyai. Honorable Munyai. Do we have Honorable Munyai in the house?
15: Hello, uh, Honorable Chair, can you hear me?
8: Please proceed.
15: Yeah, on behalf of the African National Congress, I rise to support uh, the vote budget 18 on the uh, National Department of Health tabled by the Honorable Minister Dr. zulini Mukiza this afternoon. It is imperative that we in the ANC who's solid behind this budget support must also equally uh, uh, raise some concerns, uh, which is the basis in which we invited the Minister of Finance to engage an appeal uh, for the support of the NHI, despite the 11 billion rand contribution for vaccine funding, which we welcome indeed. As the ANC you are listening to this call, and we are duty bound to ensure that the kind of budget we pass truly reflects the values and the principles of the African National Congress and make sure that we indeed uh, support what has been outlined in our manifesto commitment. The massive budget cuts cannot be blamed to Honorable Minister Dr. William Kirze, either corruption of the PPE because in the National Department of Health there's no corruption at all uh, any allegation of corruption to our ministry is misplaced because um, those who sing corruption every broad daylight are nothing, are ignoring the stain of massivized corrupt activities of the 20th, 20th century. Honorable chairperson, as one of the, our government leaders would have said, open quote, NHI is fundamentally about social justice. NHI will ensure that all our people whether you are black or white, rich or poor, you will be able to access comprehensive range of healthcare services. Close quote. Those who claim that we don't have concrete plan are politically blind. One of the PSL FIFA accredited referee who passed on during the fatal car accident did not have a medical aid. These are the people, Honorable Chair, that really uh, need uh, NHI for survival. Uh, May his soul rest in peace, because uh, as the ANC or the NHI would want to provide the quality health for all our people, regardless of the employment status. Uh, Honorable Chair, as you remember, the the white paper notes, uh, as also reflected in the bill, open quote, NHI representative substantial policy shift that will necessitate massive reorganization of the current healthcare system to address the structural challenges that exist in both the pu- public and private sectors. It refers the kind of society we wish to live in, one based on values of justice, fairness, and social solidarity. Implementation of the NHR is consistent with a global vision that healthcare uh, should be social investment, close quote. Honorable Chair, the budget must speak of avoiding massive layoff of the public health workers or the wage freezes or cuts of their benefits. Honorable Chair, we call upon the increase of health budget in real terms while we support the substantial funding of the distribution of vaccine we urgently need. Funding of healthcare systems overall will suffer in the next three years without increased funding in real terms. That is the above inflation. This is the critical. This is critical because all we funded, all well-funded public health care sectors, is a backbone of the future of national health insurance. Uh, just nearly two years ago, we have been elected to implement the most progressive policies of our of our movement. Containing election manifesto, it has been hard and a difficult election year, and we 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 listen to our people's cries and emerge victorious. Honourable chair. The NHI is a key and a central policy policy that we immediately need to implement as practical and agent as possible. Therefore, parliament has agreed in our portfolio committee. It's starting, it's starting with 121 organization, uh, public hearing. On the other hand, we are, we are caring, we are making a clear and call to our parliamentary staff uh, to really quickly process the NHI as a matter of of agency. The parliament staff uh, really must be cautioned because as the ANC, we cannot and will not technically delay the NHI to roll over to the seven administration through the possible well-calculated deliberate efforts to undermine our portfolio committee decision, to appoint the competent of graduate from from the project management unit that have done the job before and done it successfully through the support of the uh, 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 President, former President uh, Kalima panel report. No party or any staff should be allowed, should be worried that the ANC has rejected and portfolio committee, the outsourcing of the NHI. Honorable Chair, we call, we know that COVID-19 has brought some unprecedented consequences that indeed to some degree left us with Uh, a lot of unemployment and a lot of uh, uh, negative consequences. But we're very grateful that the Minister have a clear program of vaccine rollout to respond to this uh, pandemic. Thank you, Honourable Chairperson.
8: Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Munyai. May I make a plea, Honourable Members, that uh, we be positioned in areas where we are not going to hear other people speaking. Uh, thank you very much. Our next speaker will be Honorable Hendrix from al Honorable Hendrix.
16: Thank you very much, uh, Honorable uh, uh, House Chair. Honorable House Chair, uh, the presentation that heard from the Honorable Moonhai has been a brief of fresh air and gives us a sense of excitement that uh, the NHR NHI is on the radar. We remain concerned by the department's preparation, however, to acquire and administer the vaccine, but we acknowledge the best endeavors of the Minister of Health. He's leaving behind a legacy that he can really be proud of. President Ramaphosa is becoming a world leader, respected for his dynamic leadership, to save lives, not only in South Africa, but the African continent, as far as the pandemic is concerned. Providing vaccines for African refugees uh, is critical, especially now that we are in African month and we promote the United States of South Africa. al Jama calls for the immediate transfer of tax benefits on medical aid to the budget of the health department to bolster the NHI roll out. Al-Jamaa supports the budget and we look uh, to the presentation and the signs of Dr. Jacobs later on, uh, uh, information and guidance to this house that uh, we obviously cannot expect from the official opposition.
8: Thank you very much, Honourable House Chair. Thank you very much, uh, Honourable Member. We now move on to the Honourable E.R. Wilson, e. Wilson from the Democratic Alliance.
17: Thank you, Chairperson. Every person in this House took a solemn oath to protect the Constitution, and in doing so, all the people of South Africa. It is beyond comprehension, therefore, that members of this House, particularly from the ANC benches, can come before us and say that what has been presented to us is acceptable. A lot is not acceptable. It severely impacts on the health and well-being of every citizen in this country, particularly the poor and vulnerable. The PPE corruption, and in particular the inadequate storage of PPE supplies, And the purchasing of PPE equipment that did not meet standards to protect our frontline workers from COVID has potentially resulted in the loss of lives of healthcare workers who were working tirelessly to save the lives of others. This is not acceptable. The compensation of employees is reduced by 12%, which has resulted in reductions across all programs. Hospitals and clinics are already seriously understaffed, and we are advised that budget cuts are going to result in loss of staffing and inability to employ further staff at a time when there is a crisis. This is not acceptable. The grants for construction and refurbishment have been reduced by 107 million rand refurbishment projects, construction on an academic hospital, and the maintenance of facilities that are already in a horrific condition in many areas have been put on hold. Machinery and equipment desperately needed in some areas will not be purchased, leaving the sick and vulnerable in an even more precarious position. This is not acceptable. In some provinces, A single ambulance is required to cover an area of up to 20,000 square kilometers. This results in victims in need of emergency care, lying in wait and even dying as ambulances take hours to get to them to assist. This is not acceptable. The arrival of the third COVID wave is here and people are dying in droves on a daily basis. But our vaccination program has been an absolute disaster, marred by slow starts to purchase vaccines and holdups on a regular basis. Half of the frontline workers are not yet vaccinated. The citizens of South Africa have been left abandoned in the cold as another tsunami is fast approaching. This is unacceptable. Minister, No person in this house with a conscience can say this report and budget is acceptable. It can really do not care about the poor and vulnerable in South Africa, which appears to be closer to the truth. And that is unacceptable. Cry the beloved country.
8: Thank you very much, honorable member. Uh, Honorable members, I'm advised that the original allocation of time to Honorable Jacobs of the ANC was 12 minutes. And that uh, Honorable Munyai has donated the remaining two minutes to Honorable Jacobs. Thus, Honorable Jacobs will have 14 minutes in total. The Honorable Jacobs.
18: Thank you, Chairperson, and thank you for the opportunity. The African National Congress does want to say from the onset this APP and budget is acceptable contrary to what Honourable Wilson had to say. Yes, we do have a conscience and it is our conscience that makes us speak in the way that we do, Honourable Chairperson, in us understanding where South Africa and indeed the world is with regards to the fiscal constraints due to the COVID uh, pandemic. The African National Congress supports the 2021-2022 annual performance plan and budget, as well as allocations over the medium-term expenditure framework period of the National Department of Health and its entities. We recognize that the National Department of Health provides leadership and coordination of health services to promote the health of all people of South Africa in an accessible, caring, and high quality health
12: system based on the primary healthcare approach. We also know that the department's main focus over the medium term will be to respond to the COVID 19 pandemic, including the various stages of the vaccine rollout strategy and the plan to vaccinate at least 40 million people by the end of the 2021. 2022 financial year we also know the phase implementation of the national health insurance and the continued prevention and treatment of communicable and non-communicable diseases and the investment in health infrastructure and supporting tertiary health care services we know that the department has done everything within its power to structure this budget such that no program is left behind and we agree with what they have structured for us we know that the department has completed the first phase of a five-year preparatory work plan to improve health system performance and improve service delivery towards delivering on universal health care in south africa the alc seems to be one of the few parties which understand the importance of universal health care. And we want to thank Al-Jabbar and the NFP and the other parties who support this universal health care that is required by all the people of South Africa. The department is aiming to implement the NHI by 2026 and will be guided by the Presidential Health Compact, which is a collaborative effort of multiple stakeholders who came together to contribute to improving the health sector. The committee noted the good work done by the department during the past year, but also expressed concern amongst others about the following. The underfunding of vital programs, such as the HIV and, T- and TB program, which might result in the regression in the control and prevention of these conditions. We commend, though, the Department on the deployment of mobile HIV testing units using the gene expert machines, which are currently in use for COVID-19 detection. The infrastructure backlogs, but we note the commitment to establish parity between public and private infrastructure. The need for more awareness campaigns aimed at addressing stigma surrounding HIV or AIDS are noted and we want the department to react to what our request in this regard. We know the plans to address challenges at healthcare facilities, such as, as staff shortages and equipment shortages. The committee notes the good work of the department to employ all the medical interns and community service personnel in the past year, and we are very grateful to the department for that. It would not be bode well for any highly trained person to be sitting at home and not being employed, especially when they do have a commitment towards the department and towards South Africa. The committee commended the department on the ideal clinics initiative, and that these are appreciated, especially in the rural areas. As an indicator of the good work done by the department, we know the increase in life expectancy, all south africans over the past number of years with the aim to reach a life expectancy of at least 6.6 years this year and 70 years by 2030. we have heard at length about the good work done by the entities of the department i want to mention just two of the entities not to single them out but to emphasize some of their roles the commitment by the South African Medical Research Council to lead the generation of new knowledge for translation into policies and practices to improve health outcomes of all people. On the South African Health Product Regulatory Authority, who has to ensure, as it's core mandate, that all health products for human and animal health available in South Africa are safe, are of good quality, are effective, and our performance medical devices. The evaluation of the scientific data made available by those who apply for those licenses. And although some members of the public and other stakeholders may not agree with all decisions taken, it is critical for the credibility of the regulator to have a solid base on which decisions are taken. Thus, it is important that as a nation, we support SAPRA and jealously guard its autonomy and independence for the sake of the lives of people in South Africa. We noticed the call yesterday by the Minister of Health, Honorable Dr. Zewelium Kizeh, that provinces should start intensive containment measures to curb further increase in numbers. And as a wake-up call to all South Africans to ensure that they practice the non-pharmaceutical measures of mask wearing, social distance, washing of hands of soap and water, and sanitizing in order to minimize possible transmission of the virus. All eyes are focused on the vaccine program of the department as part of, of the COVID response plan. We know the agreements reached with the manufacturers of the j and and the Pfizer vaccines a total number of 31,200,000 J&J vaccines and 20,001,150 Pfizer vaccines are expected to be received over the next three quarters as per the agreement. That gives us a total of 51,301,150 vaccine doses. We understand there is ongoing discussion to additionally procure 10 million doses from Sputnik and Sinovac manufacturers, pending SAPRA approval. We are very thankful for the Sisonke Early Access Program, which had ensured that the vaccination program is initiated in South Africa. This program is currently operating in 78 sites, including rural sites and open to everyone work in the health sector. The Portfolio Committee on Health welcomes the inclusion of healthcare workers in rural areas, as well as traditional healers in the vaccination program. We know that there has been incremental increase in the number of healthcare workers vaccinated on a daily basis from 28 April 2021. We thank the healthcare workers for taking the lead by their commitment to receive the vaccine. On 12 May, this number was at 430,730. Vaccinations of healthcare workers for a single day recorded on the EBDS for 12 May alone was at 90,699 as part of the Sisonke study. It is expected to rise more than threefold over the next few days of the study implementation. This is contrary to what Honorable Hube wants to paint as a failure. We are very thankful for our health workers once again for taking the lead in showing the population that vaccination is the way to go. And we are also then certain that these vaccines are available to the people of South Africa as per the agreements already reached by the National Department of Health with the manufacturers. Another welcome number is the number of persons over 60 years of age who had been registered by 10 May. This number was 854,686 on that day. People are encouraged to please register on the EDDS system, and the committee is of the view that the department should do more to create sufficient awareness for people to register or to educate them on how to do the registration. The question everybody would probably have in mind is what the future vaccine rollout plan after the Sisonke early access program would look like. And the committee notes the phases as the following. In phase 1B, which would be healthcare workers, and this is immediately after the Sisonke early access program ends, uh, which would be tomorrow. And then phase two, after this phase one, there will be people according to age, starting with those over 60 years of age, and workers across all sectors where the risk of transmission of infection is greatest. That workers will be vaccinated at workplaces using their occupational health services. And importantly, that people in congregate settings like old age homes are also part of the phase two plans. We wish the department well with these plans, and we want to really urge, again, South Africans to please register yourselves on the EBDS system. Make yourselves available for vaccination because vaccination saves lives. And we also join the honorable members in honoring our nurses on the commemoration of Nurses Day. The nurses have been at the forefront of managing the COVID-19 pandemic, and we wish to thank them, all other health care and essential workers for their selfless service to the people of South Africa. Thank you once again honorable chairperson.
8: Thank you very much uh, honorable member. Uh, may I now invite the honorable the minister of health honorable minister.
1: Thank you very much uh, honorable chairperson. And let me thank all the members, the honorable members for your comments, your, uh, and your contributions, your suggestions. I note your comments and your concerns, and I must say <clears throat> that uh, we do take those very seriously. I also want to just reiterate uh, our best wishes to all our nurses on the celebration of International Nurses Day. We do remind them, as my colleague, the deputy minister has said, that they are a foundation on which our health system is based and we really thank them sincerely for all their hard work. We have seen quite a lot of, uh, we've had quite a lot of concern around the issue of the vaccination. We do accept that uh, this vaccination has not moved to the extent that we wanted it to be, but we do want to (laughs) remind the honorable members and the fellow South Africans that we have actually had challenges that are outside our hands, particularly the delay on the AstraZeneca vaccine, which was already in the country, and uh, we couldn't use it because of the results that had indicated uh, less uh, efficacy. We have also secured the Johnson & Johnson and the two uh, delays that have been occasioned. The first one was because of the uh, clotting disorders which were detected and there had to be an evaluation of this problem. Once that has been reactivated, of course uh, there's now an issue of the audit in terms of the uh, 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 procedures in the US, and we've been phoning and talking to them almost every day. We do expect that uh, our doses, which are uh, manufactured in Kawekha, are actually assured that they are actually free of any form of uh, challenges or contamination. We expect them to be released as soon as the FDA has concluded its site. And again, that's been the delay that has been occasioned, not so much by us, but by the fact that uh, we're part of the global chain uh, of uh, manufacturing. We, uh, uh, by Monday, when we start, we'll be having just under a million, almost a million doses of the Pfizer vaccines. Mm -hmm. And we want to, again, encourage all our health workers that uh, they will be uh, 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 vaccinated as part of the completion of the first phase. At the same time, we'll also be encouraging uh, the the, um, uh, uh, general public particularly those over 60 and those who are in uh, uh, with comorbidities that they will actually be approached to indicate when they should be starting. So we'll start with those who are over 60 years of age. I think that's very important for us to indicate that uh, we would like to see the speed of the vaccination picking up and we expect that it should be so. So be, uh, hopefully during the course, course of the week this uh, delay with the Johnson & Johnson would be released and therefore uh, we'll not only have 1 we'll probably by then be having 2 million, so that we're able to pick up the speed. We do want to see the speed of vaccination being accelerated. We do want our people to know that uh, uh, we have utmost uh, concern and a uh, high regard for their health and safety. And part of the duties of SAPRA is to make sure that our people are protected. They have to be very rigorous in analyzing the contents of the various uh, the vaccines and medication that is being brought to us so that everything that we do, we use is of absolutely high standard. The other concerns, of course, that have been raised that relate to uh, the various uh, manifestations of the uh, challenges in the health sector, we do accept we have increased uh, uh, employment of some of the human resources in the Eastern Cape. In fact, last year, more than 8,000 people were employed as part of responding to this kind of particular challenge we do understand as well that uh, we need more funding more resources what we have seen in the reduction is something that uh, obviously is affecting all departments in government but in reality we are saying that uh, the health services does need to be funded more than what is happening now we do understand there are constraints at the government level we are also quite determined to deal with and fight uh, the and to the corruption and so we are cooperating in the Interministerial Committee to deal with this particular issue where various departments are involved. We will be coming to meet with the Portfolio Committee to respond to the um, uh, Auditor General's report. Uh, all of us were concerned about some of the regularities that uh, related to the PPEs. We, we don't uh, believe it is uh, absolutely correct because of the PPEs. But we do understand that the issue of the shortage of PPEs, the quality, the storage, the supplies, everything was a matter of concern. We went all out to resolve this. And uh, towards the end of the year, we had all agreed with the unions that there was no uh, challenge of the PPEs, but that we needed to correct the historical problem that led to the challenge that we have seen. We will do everything to ensure that all the programs do not suffer: HIV, tuberculosis, malaria, and the lifestyle diseases of diabetes cardiovascular diseases, uh, renal diseases. We're gonna work very hard to make sure that we expand all the services to the level that we can. The national health insurance is a very, very important uh, program for us. It is an issue about social justice. It's about ensuring that uh, there's equitable access to quality healthcare, irrespective of the employment status, irrespective of the racial uh, profile, irrespective of whether someone uh, you know, lives in urban or rural areas, it is a must for South Africa. It is an investment into the future. We need to make sure that South Africans are protected equally. and this one way of ensuring that the, the our human rights are actually restored, where all our people have access to uh, quality health services based on what is available and what the need is from the condition that they suffer from. This we have Understand some people have got their own reservations about it, maybe because they don't understand what it means to have people who are poor, who are you know old, who are vulnerable, who are in rural areas, who have poor transport, uh, who have got uh, no savings. Then they must now decide whether they must put money aside instead of uh, looking after Mr. the Minister, family, pay for the health services. Your time the insurance, is health insurance is a must, and therefore we thank you very much for all the support. All those who have supported national health insurance will not disappoint you, we'll go ahead and implement it. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson.
8: Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Minister. Members are reminded that the Debate on Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development budget vote, Higher Education and Training budget vote, and Sports, Arts and Culture budget vote will take place at 16.30 on the virtual platform. That concludes the debate and the business of this virtual mini-plenary session. The mini-plenary will now rise. Thank you. Long live well. the chair.
16: Long live the chair. Long live the Thank
12: chair. Long live. Thank you. All
14: long live the, members
2: members. the chair. Yes. Thank you. Long live the chair. Thank you very much.
12: Je me dis souvent, je me